I'm so sorry about that. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> we might have to start over. <laughs> oh, no, no worries. Let's do it. Let's let's start. Let's like uh, act like we didn't um, start this beforehand. <laughs> okay, I have to take my headphones off. So, um, thank you for coming on yeah. the show. I really appreciate it. Um, everybody, welcome back to Chanel's Language Learning Journey podcast with your host Chanel Patrice Hancock. Here in Akron, Ohio, where it's about 54 degrees Fahrenheit. And I am with an old friend of mine um, from Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> uh, J.P. Williams, who is a um, legally blind um, musician and songwriter. And he also is currently studying to be a life coach. And so I will turn it over to you, J.P., yeah, great. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. It's it's really cool to be with you. Um, like you mentioned, my name is J.P. Williams. I have to be completely blind. Um, and I live here in Music City. I'm married. I have three dogs. And um, yeah, and uh, currently in a certification program, um, six months in to this process. And it's been uh, a lot of fun. Fun. Entering into it with a lot of curiosity and um, and honestly, uh, just having a blast. Um, you know, I think through COVID, it forced us all to be a little more isolated. And so this was something I wanted to do to sort of bring back uh, connection in my life. Um, and, uh, you know, I come from the music world, it was very social business and, um, you know, looking for some changes and to sort of reinvent myself and all that kind of, all that kind of thing and, um, found life coaching. And, um, so yeah, so I'm just getting clients currently. Um, and I call myself a purpose and empowerment life coach. Um, you can check out my website at jpwilliams.net where you can email me and, um, if you're interested in booking a session, I, one of my passions is mindfulness and meditation. Um, I myself have struggled with things like anxiety. So uh, I've, in the last few years, uh, learned a lot of tools when it comes to mindfulness and meditation, how to sort of turn down my anxiety levels and, um, and show up and just be my, my more authentic self. And um, so, yeah, so it's just been uh it's been it's been great, and also too, uh, really passionate about coaching uh, parents of blind children. Um, that's something, or parents with children of, of with any kind of disability, um, just because I think it's really important to stay on a a, a good path. And uh, I myself, like I mentioned earlier, being completely blind. There's been a lot of pitfalls along the way, you know, growing up, stuff that my parents didn't know that we learned along the way that now I'm at a point in life that I can pass along to parents um, so they can avoid uh, some, you know, turning down the wrong road um, and making, you know, good decisions. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just just a lot of things that um, that I've been coaching people on, but it's um, something I'm really passionate about and uh and yeah, so I'll turn it back over to you. I, I don't know if you have any questions for me or um, anything. That... Um, I'm just curious. Um, 
since you've been doing this for like the past six months, you know, because um, a lot of people that uh, listen to my show, Mm -hmm. um, because it's based off of language learning. Yeah. um, They are like from like 44 states. Tennessee's one of them. And (laughs) and, um, 122 countries worldwide. And so I have like audience of like 19.1K listeners. And a lot of them are disabled. A lot of them are not disabled. And, you know, just for the simple fact that you're actually um, doing this certification, uh, I'm just curious, would you be able to break down, like, um, the the process of, you know, what you have to go through, like, in order to, um, like, are you doing, like, modules? Is it module-based? Yes. So it's through a company called Coactive, and I learned about it through my current job. I work for a tech company, and through that, one of our benefits is we we have a a, a, a mental health portal that we can go into and, and access articles, and we can meet with therapists, we can meet with life coaches. Anyway, um, I met with a life coach and re- really hit it off um, this past year. And, uh, and I asked him, you know, how did you go about doing this? And he told me um, his, what his process was. So I just thought, well, I'm going to model what he did. And uh, so I contacted the company that he went through to become a life coach. And um, so right now I've done uh, all 104 hours of intermediate courses and now have entered into the six-month period where it's a bit of a practicum where I'm, you know, um, do some pro bono uh, coaching, uh, have paid clients. Um, I actually meet with a life coach through this school. So it's, it's a lot of, um, you know, their philosophy, they're the cornerstone of their philosophy is people are uh, creative, resourceful, and whole. And I think that's one of the things that attracted me to it, because being a blind person, I think sometimes um, we're growing up, especially as a, as a kid, sort of you're the recipient of well-meaning people <laughs> um, who want to help. But it's it comes from a place of maybe subconsciously, maybe consciously them thinking, um, you know, you're blind, so you're helpless. And it never went well. It always was weird or. Um, and even as an adult, I've had to be guarded, you know, a lot when it comes to, to that kind of thing. Um, but when you sit across from somebody and you want to put the power in their hands, they, they are empowered to create whatever they want for their lives. It's, it's, oh man, I mean, it's such a, a healthy interaction and, uh, and it's, and it's worked its way into my marriage. You know, I've been married for 14 years, so you know, the dynamic between me and my wife. I mean, it's, it's helped greatly with me, you know, not trying to silver line everything and uh, be a fixer, you know, she's, she's good. She just needs someone to listen to her and not try to take over. And uh, so, you know, it works its way into, to, it, it has worked its way into my personal life as well. But to answer your question, like I said, you know, I've taken uh, all these intermediate courses. And so we met virtually through Zoom, and, um, you know, I was wondering how that would go, because normally, you know, before COVID, you would go to, like, a location, like a hotel or a convention center or something, and take this class, but they've done all these um, 
courses online because, you know, we were all social distance distancing and all that kind of thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. man, I'm telling you, I absolutely loved the experience of meeting with them over Zoom. Um, I don't think we missed a beat. In fact, I think it was more efficient doing it that way because you don't have travel time. You don't have, you know, people getting up and breaks and then you got to wrangle everybody back. You know, it's just very focused. And um, I felt very connected over Zoom and they do such a great job and the instructors. But um, it's a lot of exercises. I mean, we could get into mirroring, you know, we have mirror neurons in our brain, you know, how we mirror one another. And that was interesting being blind because they're seeing something visually. But um, so for me, when I would do a sample coach session with somebody like another classmate, um, I would say to them, you know, describe to me what you're doing right now. And then I would mirror, they would describe it to me and I would mirror that, you know, if they were just feeling tense and like their body and, you know, those visual cues. Yeah. And so, and then also I had to learn, you know, you can mirror people vocally, you know, and um, even with breath, you know, when people rapid breathing, when they're, when something's triggered and they're coming across a memory that might be, um, unpleasant or causing frustration, you know? Um, so there's all these kind of things that I sort of had to learn, uh, on the, you know, in real time, how to, uh, adapt. And, um, it was a really fun experience, but, um, you know, and it gets into, oh man, there's so many things, um, you know, uh, mindfulness meditation exercises where you Put yourself in the present moment and that's what we're really all striving for is just to be present you know uh it's we can i i i'll make i statements um i've been known in my life to to think about the past a lot or you know worry about the future and neither one of those things exist currently the only thing that exists is the conversation i'm having with you right now that's the only thing tangible so you know finding those exercises that really exactly put me there you know in in that moment and then also learning um through coaching how to because you know i i I try my best to have eye contact with people when i look at them to to engage so they know i'm listening so you know leaning forward right uh, things of that nature although a lot of the professional coaches who have been doing it a long time that i talk to say they do the majority of their coaching by phone or they'll do it by zoom and turn off the camera because the visual can be distracting. So I think as a blind person, um, it's actually been somewhat of a benefit. Right. Uh, because I'm not just, yeah, yeah. Any, anytime you can find a benefit as a blind oh, person, that's great. For it, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll turn it back over to you. If you have any other questions. Um, you know, it's interesting you say that because I had just finished doing a seven-day um, free um, event that Tony Robbins had uh, wow. ran back in January, That's and cool. um, it was um, yeah, New World, New You, and it well, it was free. Great, 
That must have been a tremendous Because I couldn't experience. afford 345 And it was. It was it was an ama- it was an amazing, you know, um Yeah. I would say bucket list event for me because I've always wanted to attend one of his sure. you know, events and you know, it's expensive to go to one of those. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's the real deal. I, I mean, think he's, one he's of them was like, like five thousand dollars one you know? week. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And um it, I you know, it's funny, you know, when you said you you modeled yourself after the person that you uh, had, you know, gotten in contact with and, and got the information from in order to, you know, sign up and um take the classes to become a life coach and I, you know, I kind of did the same thing uh, as far as, you know, following like Tony Robbins and and, and different people um, just because, you know, being visually impaired, you know, even though I'm teaching people languages, English is a foreign language and I'm, you know, having my two podcast shows and, you know, helping people from all over Mm. with, you know, their language language. difficulties especially when it comes to writing and and um i mean because some of them can write english but they write like they talk and that's not how you write Mm -hmm. and um you know a lot of it is you know a a confidence issue um problem for the most part but they continue pushing on you know regardless of where they come from and I've, i've met so many blind people from like all over the world and they're like, you're such an inspiration because, you know, where I come from, we can't, you know, we don't have the technology. We don't have the money to go to school or, you know, if they want to go to university wow. or try to find a job. Like I know someone that lives in the Gambia and uh, they, they can't, they can't get out of the Gambia. Like, because, you know, the amount of money they would need is more than what you would get in um ssi you know for like half a year and so it um you know i i try to you know give them some type of positive uh reinforcement to get them to you know understand yes you have this education you can you can do it i'm going on 44 and if if i can do it you know and yeah. i'm i live on a little bit of money um you know, and I'm starting to make money doing this, um, then anybody can do it. You know, you just have to have the right mindset. And, you know, I guess for a lot of blind people out there, it's just very hard right now to keep their mindset in focus, like in the here and now. And, you know, they keep resorting back to like the past. And I was like, well, you can't change the past. Yeah, You can't predict the future. You only can worry about right now. Being in the present moment. I'm kind of paraphrasing. You know, being in the present moment is the highest form of human intelligence. And I thought, wow, isn't that the truth, though? You know, um, for me, you know, just being in the moment and that's, wow, and just letting go. And it's tough to do. It's a very tough thing to do because our brains naturally love what's familiar, even if it's bad, even if it's bad, our brains love to go to the things that are familiar. And right. so, um, you know, tr- re- I've, I've spent, gosh, probably the last, especially three or four years, like retraining my brain, <laughs> you know, to think differently. 
and and uh, and to, to find to find new neural pathways, you know, because I think right. my wife said a cool thing one time. She said, you know, let new grass grow over old neural pathways. And I, I loved that visual, you know. Right. Mm-mm. Right. I mean, because, you know, the, the dead grass, you can't get back. But the new grass, you know, th- that's more softer and more, Absolutely, yeah. you know, yeah. easier to, to navigate through. Yeah. Which, I mean, for, I mean, I, I think a lot of times with, um, you know, mental health, um, you know, so many people are suffering from it, you know, especially people that are blind in in general. I I see that a lot, a lot of depression and, and, you know, they don't know what to do. Like, I I don't know. I I did um, not get the chance to attend the virtual convention last year online at work. So I couldn't. I couldn't jump on, but, uh, but I, I heard it was really cool. The, did, what did you think of the virtual meetings as opposed to the in-person? Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it because yeah. number one, it was free. Number two, you didn't have to go nowhere. And number three, you still got to have fun with your friends regardless if you know, sure. And I mean, I understand why people were kind of paranoid and they really, you know, they were so used to being meeting in person. I I was like, yeah, but sometimes you have to deal with change that is not something that's of your own making. Yeah. You know, and yes, that was, it was difficult not only for blind people, but people worldwide. Like people just didn't know what to do. We're human beings. We like to hug well, each other, kiss oxytocin. each other, touch each other. Yeah, that, that's what was released with, with some connection. of us more than others. And uh, when you take the connection away, you know, it's just it's right. natural to think that we, we've got right. less oxytocin happening in our in our nervous system, in our bodies. And uh, it's a natural. We need community. We need each other. Yeah. Right. I mean, well, the good thing, though, is that we might not be able to physically, like, be mm-hmm. present with each other um, sure. in the flesh, like, face-to-face, but we still have a way to communicate, you know, and that's better than nothing yeah, because, absolutely. Think about you know, I've 20 about years ago, times. What if this went down the internet was in its infancy. have the internet. You know. Think about that. Yeah. Right, or social media, or even phone. You know, if we were just doing rotary phones or landlines, yeah. You know, I can imagine what the phone bill would have been. (laughs) You know, you know. So, I mean, for a lot of people, I think it's a comforting um, feeling to know you can still connect with someone, even though it's not the same way. And you know, I remember when I was president of the Akron chapter about four years ago, um, I had a whole bunch of members that uh-huh. could not make it in person. So I started doing phone meetings. Absolutely. And now, yeah. you know, when I look back, when I look forward, we're doing that now. And people were freaking out because it was something that was new. And now that they're forced to have to to 
change the way they communicate because of no fault of their own. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it was Absolutely. a scary yeah, situation. It's, it's, now it's, it's becoming like interesting. I've normal. done um, co-writing sessions, you know, as I mentioned, I come from the music world. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that uh, in the beginning of this conversation and, um, you know, co-writing over Zoom. <laughs> Uh, that took some getting used to, but now, you know, people are really used to it. And, and it opened up a lot of doors for people who don't live in Nashville, you know, uh, they can still uh, connect with people. It's more of an accepted way of, of doing things, but um, right. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating time. And I think um, that's one reason why I was drawn to the life coaching. Cause I saw, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting when tr- something tragic happens a lot of things that are in the dark get sort of thrown into the light and um there's just a lot of dehumanization for me that was brought uh way up front um in the media and uh and just i mean a lot of family members you know <laughs> it's like you know uh learning kind of where people's hearts are at you know so i had to take a good look at my own and there's something about life coaching where it's long form conversations with people right and it's fully dimensional and uh so that's kind of what draw drew me to it and continues to draw me to it now it's just pushes me forward because i'm just so curious about the human experience and how we all go about life and um you know how i respond to to, to a certain event you, you you're going to respond differently and and uh and to have conversations with people even if they believe uh differently than right. i do um and uh you know i think there was a lot of vilifying that that happened and um you know it, just because someone thinks just because someone thinks differently from a political standpoint or religious standpoint oh yeah does not mean that they're my villain you know it's like we're just yeah exactly Right, exactly. We're all human beings. We're all, I mean, you take politics and religion out of it, you're still breathing the same amount of air. You got the same amount of blood going through your veins. Okay, your skin color might be a little lighter or darker. Your hair texture might be more coarse or straight, but you're still a person. You know, and, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm very much a very free thinking person, but I'm also a very liberal person. Now, I have a lot of Republican friends. And I told some of my friends, I said, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know that about you because we didn't talk about that. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm not your friend because of that. I'm your friend for other reasons. And it has nothing to do with all that. Now, I respect everyone's faith. I'm a Christian. I respect everyone's faith regardless of yes. what it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're still a human being. You are entitled to your beliefs. Yeah. I can't tell you who to judge. I mean, I can't judge you. I'm not your judge. I'm not your maker. So, you know, and then someone came on that was conservative. And they said, why can't people think like you? I was like, well, I think a lot of it's passion and emotion. And sometimes that gets in the way of judgment and, and reasonable thinking. You know, I mean, I don't judge anybody because, you know, they voted for Trump. I didn't vote for Trump. Neither did I. But at the end of the day, you know, like I said, 
we all have to live in the world, you know, and we all have to be able to yeah, recognize our differences yeah, and understand it, we have more in common than we do different. Uh, 2020 was strange here, you know. So, you know, and that's one thing. I'm oh, my God. Yes, it was. It was very just weird. The, the, even what they're saying on the news is, is a lot more positive than what we heard last year. So uh, it does. It definitely feels um, feels like we're, we're heading in the right direction. Oh, yes. Good. Which is a very good thing, I have to say, because, I mean, it was a total drag. I mean, now... I had some good things happen to me last year, and then I lost a couple people to COVID and a few people to heart attacks and one person to suicide. And yes, it was very dark in that, you know, those months, Mm -hmm. but I kept believing, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to get better. It can't get any worse than this. You know, and I mean, I had other things to distract me too, like my podcast shows. You know, I started cooking more foods and, and posting videos and posting, you know, this, this, and this, and helping sure. other people. So I was able to keep myself distracted, even though I was in my apartment with my guide dog. But at the same time, there was still a lot of people, you know, they just didn't know how to cope, you know, with the the situation i mean you you know Uh it's very hard and if you're a blind person a lot of times you are a social person so yeah i mean it wasn't just here in the states but worldwide i mean i people were talking about how depressed they were and i said okay what what is it that you love doing Uh you know you have all this time now and you can't get can't get it back once it's wasted so what do you want to do at that time? And they said, well, I want to do this. And I said, well, go for it. What's stopping you other than yourself? And then That's they right. said, well, and, you and have I a think point. Too, uh, I was like, a yeah. Lot of I was like, I because there's no time like right now. Musicians and uh, uh, gosh, it runs the gamut, you know, but they were forced to reinvent themselves. Um, it really... I always said that certain things in people's lives, anything that was kind of hanging on by a thread just sort of got snapped, you know, <laughs> and you're forced to, to make changes. And uh, so that was definitely me. And and mm-hmm. uh, sounds like you as well. Like you just, um, you can either get bitter or get better. And I, I chose the latter. Uh, let's, let's, let's try some new things. And, uh, open open the map up a little bit and um oh yeah because um that's something that's important i think um you know they say that by the time you turn like 65 to 67 years old you would have reinvented yourself about five to six times you wouldn't have been in the same career for like 30 years it wasn't like when our parents or parents yes you know, worked back yeah, in the day, they retired yeah. at the job that they started. It's nothing like that anymore. And, you know, but right. And now I see a lot of the let's do mm-hmm. online schooling. And I mean, I did my certification to teach English about four years ago. 
And uh, it was my first online class ever. And I, I finished it nine weeks instead of 12. And, and um, I've been helping people with their English ever since. And then I became an affiliate marketer for the Michelle Thomas method out of um, Boston, Massachusetts and London, England. And then I also got a job doing affiliate marketing for utalk.com out mm, of England, that's awesome. which is a language learning company to help people learn languages through, through the use of gaming. And, and so, you know, I've been doing, um, you know, podcast episodes about different languages and, uh-huh. and telling them where they can go to, to, you know, subscribe or buy it. And that's how I make my living. So, you know, for me, it was like I created my uh-huh. own little business and my own little podcast out of thin air, you know, with no money. And, you know, I spent most of 2020 learning how to cook Lebanese food and different foods from other countries. You know, I was diving into language learning heavily and, you know, um, creating content you know, based around my opinion about the particular language and, you know, that you should try it out or whatever. And then I also did the whole virtual let's do these conferences online because I had nothing better to do with my time. So I paid for two conferences, which came up to like 50 bucks. And then I did the NFB one. And then I was on a panel last year um, for International Podcast Day. Mm-hmm. And I was one out of 26 60 podcasters in 26 that's, countries. That's, that's great. And I was the only visually impaired person that was African-American yeah. and a woman to uh, to represent the U.S. for um, podcasting. And so I did that. And then I, I spoke at the Polyglot Conference online event um, for the first time. And um, yeah, so I had a, I had a pretty interesting year i interviewed a lot of people and created a lot of content and um you know right now um you know while dealing with my own health issues i found out i had sinuses for the first time and allergies for the first time after turning 43 so you know i I went through that and um Mm. losing friends and a um uh uncle to covet and and it was just it you know I just kept my faith and kept going and knowing that you know I had to focus on the positive and not on the negative even though that was right in front of me you know but at the same time too I looked at it as you know my life isn't so bad I mean there are people that have lost their homes lost their jobs don't have anywhere to go you know, all because of, you know, the pandemic happening, which was no fault of their own. And I I said, it could have been a hell of a lot worse. And so I was very grateful, you know, to be able to reconnect with people. So for me, 2020 wasn't as bad for me personally, but I felt more empathy for all those people out there that it did, you know, yeah. And I think too, hit them hard. It's it's something that happened, um, you know, it didn't matter the uh, economic status I made or religious belief or, um, you know, gender. Um, I mean, and just any kind of any kind of thing that divided us or uh, caused 
a misunderstanding or separated us. Um, right. It didn't matter. We all, you know, we all experienced right. worldwide the coronavirus. And it's, um, it definitely, right. it's sad that, you know, tragedy has to happen to, to unite us. But usually that's what happens, you know, with a tr- something tragic happens. And because, for instance, you know, uh, last year, you know, COVID happens and we have straight line winds that come through our, our neighborhood, knocks down a bunch of trees and suddenly we're all out. And people, n- neighbors that we haven't talked to, our next door neighbor, we haven't talked to, to this woman in a couple of years, probably. I mean then we're all out there and we're a community and we combine uh, resources and we engage with one another, you know, and cause you know, everybody's at home because of COVID COVID and, you know, trees get knocked down and we got to deal with it as a community. Mm-hmm. And so it brings, it brought people out and, and, uh, and engaging with one another again, you know? And uh, so that's, that can't, that can't be a bad thing. I definitely don't want to diminish the tragedy of it because it was, you know, it's a severe thing that, that happened. But I do say that we, we all experienced it. We experienced the same thing, but we experienced it differently, I guess. Oh yes. Right. Cause I noticed my friends from Europe, people were complaining cause they couldn't go nowhere. And I said, be grateful yeah, you're alive. Exactly. You know, your life is a little bit more important than going on a trip right now. And I, you know, yeah. I mean, I guess people are used to traveling and doing Absolutely. And I said, yes, but you need to yeah. stay alive. <laughs> that That's important. You know, your life, you only got one life. No. You know, and to yeah, it's real. dismiss it's real all this. Oh, this is a hoax. It's not a hoax. This is real. This mm-hmm. is really real, you know. The, I mean, you know, someone was born with with it and died, an infant, and it'd be a year that baby died, like next month. It's like, yeah, you know, it's it's sad how, I mean, it, it would make you cry, knowing, you know, oh my God, like um, a really good friend of mine that I went to school with passed away, um back at the end of June. He went to Florida with his family and he came back and he wasn't feeling well. He had double pneumonia and COVID. Three days later, he mm. succumbed to COVID and um, what took him out was a massive heart attack. He was in the ICU. His wife was there and he died. 43 years old. And I just lost it. You know, so it was, I mean, and that was, you know, people were like, well, it didn't happen to me. So why should I care? And I'm like, because it's a human life. It doesn't matter if you didn't know that person. That person had a family, had friends. We need to show some more compassion and empathy towards our fellow human beings. You know, I mean, and I mean, I've seen that. But I've also seen a lot of division and, you know, it's just, if it wasn't hearing someone die, then it was, you know, the election and we knew, 
we know how that went. And it just, you know, I just, I, my friends was like, what the hell is going on in the U.S.? And I was like, sure. you really want me to answer that? <laughs> she was like, sometimes I don't even know, you know, I mean, because it's, it's that crazy. But I said, you know, I still have to believe in humanity and I still have to believe that, you know, people are good in the world, you know, and that this will pass, you know, and that if we can do something positive to create change, then that is important, Absolutely. you know, yeah. because I mean, there are people that are coming up with businesses now out of thin air, you know, you know, and they're learning new technologies and, and, you know, hmm. I just am happy, you know, we survived 2020. <laughs> you know, and that's so, you know, so interesting. When, when that clock hit midnight and it said 2021, like I, I, I was so happy. I didn't want to assign it to a year because, you know, not that I uh, was pessimistic, but just trying to be sober minded about it um, because, you know, it's 2021 and um, we still have coronavirus and, you know, right. things are still, craziness is still happening. But uh, I will say it's now March of 2021 and right. people are getting vaccinated and starting to re-engage. And um, it's, it's, it's a much better uh it, it feels the world feels very different. Than oh, a yeah. Year ago, yeah. Sure. And I, I was. Turn it. Oh, yes, it does. And I, you know, I sat there and I said, you know, there's always, you know, good at the end of the table. And I was very happy to hear um, Dr. Fauci when he said that, you know, if your family yeah. is vaccinated. Yeah, you can in small groups go see your family members if you get vaccinated. I was so happy about that. Yeah, and then I said, "Well, wait a minute, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get to Cleveland. I'm in Akron. Yeah, got to get on a bus. I mean, I get on a bus. I get on a bus now, but it's a little bit different. I get on it like at eight o'clock in the morning, and then I'm back home by noon or so. You know, but it's you know because I, you know I don't know about you." But I try to do all my shopping either online or I have a friend take me, mm -hmm. you know, um, I do catch the bus, but it's like early in the morning when there's not that many people out, you know, just because I don't like, it's not that I don't like large crowds, but I like getting things done and not having to feel like I had to maneuver around with my guide dog. You know, people not moving and such, and it, yeah, I mean that was a little bit easier for me, um, as as a guide dog uh -huh. user. But um, even when I had a cane, I still did that because you know it was a little bit more convenient. But you know, I do have to say, you know, I I've seen and read where blind people in general, you know, some of them are living by themselves and they're not in yes. areas yes, where they're able to be um at a bus stop you know or they don't know where where one is but yet they have the technology right in front of them and i said well wait a minute you have a gps right all right you you got a local you know bus station you know base downtown somewhere yeah call it find out what what's near you 
Absolutely. Um, you know, yeah, you can get out and get your GPS and get the address, sure. and, and it will show I you do, where to go. Uh, have empathy for folks who you are know. living in areas where it is tougher to get right. um, a lift uh, to come pick you up. You know, um, that's 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 hard, right. and uh, and that's a challenge. Um, right. I live here in Nashville, and we. We live kind of in the, in the center of town, um, so it's you know it's it's easy for me to call a lift and one's uh, here to pick me up in you know five ten minutes you know um, and I never take that for granted because you know I've, I've in my forty five years on the planet I've lived different places and uh, some were easier to to navigate from uh, more than others so I know that challenge of man, you know, when, when it's, and, you know, I've lived long enough to where, nice. you know, I didn't have an app on my phone to just call a ride and it comes to the house and takes me wherever I want to go, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's call it, let's call it, pull out a cane and whip out your cane, whether it's you the know, straight we, cane, I didn't know the collapsible one, so, the fold up one, um, and you just flip it out and you're like, okay. Amazing time with technology, and, right? Uh, and and able to, to right. get around and you know, uh, asking people for the uh, Ira is it the, the name of that company right. where you know, the the virtual basically like a virtual assistant. You know, it's it's great, and we have five G you know, that's mm-hmm. becoming more prevalent. So, um, assistant, you know, it's there's yeah. so many positives. Um, yeah, it's great. Oh yeah, I mean, there's be my eyes, you know. For I mean, just in case yeah. you can't read something, I mean, I haven't used it yet. I really haven't had to as of yet, because I still have like my Canopy Reader mobile app on my phone and my iPad, and I take pictures of my mail and have it read to me, and you know, I mean, I can still read the yeah. the labels on. Um, certain seasonings and stuff because it's big enough but don't ask you what the ingredients are that's not happening but i mean you know i my site is still stable i mean i can't read print like i used to sure but you know i can still watch tv and and you know still see pretty well i just can't see as far as i used to yeah so having written off the prematurity you know everyone's oh yeah i it's funny because my i thought it was like People with your eye disease, they don't, they're not able to have their vision as long as you've had it. And I said, yeah, but there's a difference. God, there was a reason for me having what I had, you know? So I'm not really ticked off that I can't read fine print. Okay, I can still see a Cheerio box and tell you what this is, but I can't do reading for a long period. As a matter of fact, yeah, I'm not allowed to read anymore. So a lot of me is, you know, audio you know, with voiceover, and I, I have my Braille display, but 90% is audio. I mean, I can still sign my name and write the date and all that, take exactly. a phone number down, yeah, stuff like that. So but I don't now. do a lot of what, that. What Braille I mean, there's no use? point. I mean, you can text somebody. You, you know. Okay, Braille H40. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a hmm. Braille Edge 40. Yeah. I got to get it resurfaced, though. Well, I mean, it still works, but, you know, get it clean. That's like a hundred. Sure. 
$75. And then if you want to get a warranty, it's another $475. Yeah, so it's just well, like, what's okay, your I'll wait on that. On, on language it still um, works. Braille I mean, I've had it with for blind like people in the visual cortex. One thing I, I've heard a lot of, which I think is fascinating, is how the visual cortex is activated when we read Braille. So that's actually a, a really healthy thing for us to do. Well, because I've done all three. Mm-hmm. And print was my first gateway into the world of books at four. Um, I I found that I got mm-hmm. a lot out of it. But for me, being visually impaired, you know, it was a strain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a lot of headaches. And because I didn't have Braille at my disposal, I had more audio. So I was able to get more out of the audio a lot of the time, mm-hmm. even though my reading comprehension was like, let's say I was in the eighth grade, I was at a 10th grade reading level. You know, so I mean, sure. for me, I've always been, um, I was all three at one point. Now I'm more two out of the three. Sure. But I, for someone that didn't use Braille until I was in my 30s, because I still have my vision, you know, so, I mean, yeah. for me, it, you know, I stopped writing with a pen and pencil probably at like 22. Mm-hmm. And then I just started typing everything with, you know, and I had to teach mm-hmm. myself JAWS. No one taught me any of that. And so I, you know, I, I mean, I, my reading skills in Braille sucked. Mm-hmm. So I had to teach myself by using kernel books in the library, believe it or not. And I would read them because it was one volume. And I would read it out loud. And I was able to pick up my reading speed. And this is on paper. This isn't with a display. Sure. Which I have to say I'm more old-fashioned. I like yeah, putting I my, so. my yeah. finger on the page. You, you know, because you get more of an accuracy. When I yeah. hear also, and, too, I mean, it does help skills. with your reading like comprehension. It, actually, it helps with your spelling and your punctuation and, college, and all that. Remember and, the answers to the test in Braille. I would visualize right. the Braille in my head. So that that always fascinated me. And uh, right, yeah, I liked yeah. it. I liked sure. it because also being a Braille reader. If the electricity went out, you still had a backup on. <laughs> you know, and some and a lot of sighted people, you know, that's the first thing they'll say to you is, mm-hmm. oh, you know, Braille. Well, I have to reiterate, not every person that's in the blind community knows Braille. You know, so you can't sit there and automatically say, I know, I mean, because, okay, what about if they have diabetes and their fingers are sensitive to the touch sure. because they have to do you know, um, they have to poke their fingers twice a day for, you know, their levels and, and everything. You know, so, I mean, that's not their fault, but at the same time, it's like, you're sitting there like, oh, well, you know, um, this is how I roll. I, you know, I have to do audio only because I can't read Braille. But at the same time, it is kind of cool when yeah. you can sit there and you can, you know, read something on your own and it doesn't matter what the language is. You know, like I can read Braille in Spanish, French, wait, Spanish, French, Italian, Russian, 
Um, wow. Unified English Braille and American English Braille, Dutch, German, and Swedish. So, but I need to the Dutch because I know the alphabets is similar to English, and um, but I'm learning. I'm gonna. I'm learning. I'm gonna be learning um, Arabic Braille soon and Persian Braille as well. But well, let me ask personally, you, this. you know, saying, you I, I speak several different languages anyway. And I'm currently learning Swahili, Persian, language. and Arabic. And, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. it makes you think differently because mm-hmm. your native tongue is nothing like that language. I mean, you have to like kind of forget the, your language and start over. But, um, I have to say, I found it to be a more a mind-opening experience for me because I have so many friends from like all over the world. Plus, I have an ex-boyfriend from Russia. Yeah. And as I was learning Russian, I would speak to him. He would force me to speak Russian because he knew that's what I wanted. And and I, we would have conversations like in Russian and in English. And I met his friends, and we had plenty of conversations and I met his family and I wow. I knew I was fluent when his mother doesn't speak an ounce of English and I've had a three hour conversation with her in Russian. No no English. And a lot of it was I did a lot of speaking, a lot of immersion. Um I would listen to Russian news programs. I would listen mm-hmm. to documentaries in Russian. I would speak Russian. I would you know I it was like from sun up to sundown. And um you know, I learned Spanish in college, but that was for a degree requirement. Uh, I studied theater and film in college. Uh, I got degrees in both, plus my certification to teach English. So, I mean, for me, um, when I'm helping my students with their languages or I'm talking about, you know, um, language learning and, you know, from my from a visually impaired perspective, I'm coming from my own perspective because everyone that's visually impaired doesn't learn the same way. You might have a Braille display or you might have Mm -hmm. text-to-speech, but what about if I'm the one that does more text-to-speech and you do more Braille and no text-to-speech? So, I mean, I know someone that that has the same eye condition as me, and she's from, uh, not Belarus, um, mm-hmm. Bulgaria, and she's mm. in Germany, and she has a master's degree in music, in organ playing, no less. And she's she's she learns how to play the piano and the organ because she wanted to be a church organist, and she learned all <laughs> these different amazing. songs and all these different languages. And I think she can speak like eighteen languages, and she's like twenty seven years old. You know, and and she uses, um, I think she, I there's like two Braille displays that she uses, but she does everything in Braille, you know. And um, I said, well, that's freaking awesome, you know. Um, and it's it's amazing. Her language skills yeah. are just amazing, and a lot of it's just due to the fact that she she utilized Braille and she taught herself English that way too, you know. And I said, you know, you can learn anything when you have the written word in front of you, whether it's on a tactile level, an audio level, and, you know, or a written one. 
Um, mm. You know, I found that a lot more sighted people seem to be more neurologically disabled. So they might have autism or they might have Asperger's or they might have um, ADHD or ADD or anxiety, depression, bipolar, you know, PTSD, for instance. But, you know, they learn, you know, a lot of them learn auditory and a lot of them learn visually or a combination of the both, you know. But at the same time, I mean, I've learned so much from learning different languages and learning about different people and different cultures mm-hmm. that, I mean, it's enriched my life for the better. I mean, I wouldn't have the opportunities career-wise that I have sitting in my apartment right now, you know? And I mean, I, I'm the only person in my, my building that's legally blind, you know, with a guide dog. And trust me, I deal with a lot of discrimination every single day. But, you know, I pray for these people and I keep going because, you know, my life is my life. And, you know, you have a lot of people that think that you're totally blind or, you know, they want to harass you or, you know, they want to say really negative things. Like I've been accused of I'm not really blind because I can walk around the building without my dog and can't. Well, I can't. It's not that big. You know, oh, well, I mean, you know, but you when you're dealing with older people or you're dealing with younger people that are, are sighted, but they have other disabilities like physical ones or audio immune ones, um, or it's a combination of the both, um, that, you know, it, mm-hmm. you, you learn about them and their disabilities and what makes them tick. And then they learn about you, but they're still fearful because they just don't get it. And I said, well, I don't live my disability. I don't know why you're making a big deal about it. You know, well, you and know, I it's, see a lot it, of that. A lot of um, it's interesting. I've, a lot of people don't have um, self confidence in themselves anymore. It's called safe. It's situation assess, focus, engage. And I learned a long time ago I cannot control other people. That will that will mm-hmm. drive me insane. But I can control how I respond internally. The only thing I can control right. are my thoughts and my feelings. And, uh, but the external people are going to say and do whatever they're going to say and do. Mm-hmm. Adults are going to behave however they want, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but that's easier said than done, you know, cause things, they affect us because we're human, you know? Right. And, um, but I have been working on there again through mindfulness, meditation, just like calming myself oh, exactly. down. Uh, that way I can. I can uh, respond, be my full self, but I can hit pause right. and go, okay, how do I need to respond to this? <laughs> and not just be so reactionary. So it's just, it's, it's interesting, you know, uh, I think, it, you know, and I talk about, you know, going blind right. because I went completely blind gosh, 35 years ago. And I, and that, that's, that is a form of trauma. Anytime you lose something, that's, it's traumatic, you know? But it doesn't have to be a lasting tragedy, and it's and it hasn't been a lasting tragedy in my life because you make, uh, you know, right. And and I, for such a long time, I've talked about I mm. want to adapt, and then my wife said it's better to evolve, and I was like, you know what, that's so true. I want to evolve. I don't want to just adapt. I want to evolve. So it's um right, yeah, totally. 
I think we adapt every day, though. I mean, things do change and things are out of our control and we can't really do much about that. But we can adapt to our our situation like, you know, like there are people that assume that I'm stuck up because I, I got a college education. And I said, well, you got to understand, I grew up in a different environment than the one that I'm in. And so, you know, if you grow up and you're premature and you have epilepsy and you have, you know, paralysis issues and you are brought back from the dead twice because of the epilepsy issues and you're comatose for 18 hours because of the same issues and you grow out of it and you're dealing with, you know, other personal issues that took place in your life and you lose the only parent you got by the time you're 22 and you're thrust into the world and you're not really prepared for it because it's like, I graduated from high school. My mother's not here to see this. And how do I go on? You know? And so, I mean, I was grateful to God and I was grateful to Jesus and I was grateful to, you know, my, my grandparents and my cousins and my aunts but at the same time, it was not the same. It was Chanel, the visually impaired girl, out in the world and had to figure it out on her own. And there was a lot of bumps. But I, I did conquer all that. But at the same time, too, when you're in an environment where you're not accustomed to hearing about people dying every day from getting shot down the street or in a in a convenience store or because of an argument that took place it's like uh you know it can become depressing and then you have to ask the people around you well can we discuss something else because this is really depressing you know and and it i mean if you know when i guess if you're not accustomed to growing up in the hood or in the projects and you're used to the suburbs and you're used to more affluent areas with more a variety of mixture of people, not just one particular demographic, then it it can be a culture shock for you. And just it, that particular situation by itself. And I've had to um, adjust to that, you know, myself being visually impaired and being the only visually impaired person. I mean, now mind you, there are people that have their own disabilities, but then I had to deal with that too, the systemic racism of other people with other disabilities being prejudiced against me because I have a visual disability. You know, so I'm grateful that I have my show. I have a voice. I'm able to help people. You know, because if I didn't have this and I didn't have my guide dog and my faith yeah. in God and Jesus yeah. and the people in my life, I don't know where I would be mentally, you know, just because well, this and, is just so much. Thing, you know, it's interesting because you know, I'm surprised no one snapped myself. Here. Thank God. That happened it, in my past were traumatic. You know, it, it, and I never wanted to really fully admit that. But once I was able to just fully, just fully admit, yeah, okay, that was trauma, you know then it's almost like I think sometimes we resist our emotions and it can drive us insane, but we resist them because we're scared of them or, you know, and actually our emotions can't hurt us. And um, there's another quote I love. It's pain times resistance equals suffering. And I think that's so true. You know, it's just, 
let it in, let it happen. And it rolls in and rolls out, you know, but it's just, um, yeah. Cause I was, I, I, when I was growing up, it was everyone silver lining things. You know, you'll get over it. You'll, you know, you'll be tougher for this. And even, you know, well, there's just a lot of things that people say. Um, and, uh, and sometimes it's just traumatic and that's okay. I mean, we're all trying to get over something. We're all trying to conquer something. That's not a blind thing. That's a human thing. And so it's just embracing it. And, uh, but, uh, but thank you for sharing your story. It's very inspirational. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you're welcome. I, you know, it's funny because a lot of, I have a lot of sighted friends and, um, you know, I'm, I'm always getting on my, on my totally blind friends in particular, you know, yeah. I, I tell them all the time, okay, you talk about, you can't find a job. You have one right in front of you. You don't even know it. Like, you know how to use technology. Why don't you create, get a cash app account. That's free. Get a PayPal account. That's free. A Gmail account. That's free. You can, you know, go to, you know, different places and, you know, create yourself a free podcast, a free this, a free that. And you can have your own business where you can help people learning how to use Mm -hmm. their adaptive technology on how to use the Internet because you use it every single day. You don't need a degree for it. Huh. And they and it's like they were like I didn't think about that, and I'm like, well, I didn't. <laughs> it's not that hard. I mean, yes, was there a bit of procrastination involved? Of course, there's always going to be that. But once you get started, huh. that's when the fun begins because you just don't know where it's going to take you. And I've in the past three years, my life has changed tremendously. You know, I wouldn't have had the affiliate mm-hmm. marketing deals with the companies that I'm with. And these are sighted companies. You know, I'm the only visually impaired person. So, I mean, you know, like I tell people, I represent myself. I can't represent the whole blind community, the whole African-American community. Well, it just doesn't work like that. Um, but I said, you know, I'm willing to support whoever is willing to get off their butt and do something worthwhile that they they want to do i was like because life's too short you you know you can't absolutely worry about what happened two minutes ago it already passed you have to just stay focused on the here and now because that's what's more important you know and um but i i do have to say that um it's it's good to know that there are people out there that are trying to um go into more mindless mind um oriented fields where you know they can expand their their mind and use different techniques to help people you know become better um people and and try to figure out yeah you there's know, a there's a what path um, they want to go for themselves recently, like, you know try to push them in the right direction powers, so to speak show them theirs and uh so i'm yeah i i'm deeply curious about just people and and honestly um right uh you know i'd love to hear from some of your listeners you i'll i'll is it okay if i throw out my email address 
Yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's just JP at jpwilliams.net, like John Paul JP at jpwilliams.net. Oh, sure. And, uh, um, yeah, I can put this on. You, um, you know, if you're interested in, mm-hmm. in a, a discovery session, well, what I normally do is a free 30-minute discovery session just to talk about, you know, what people, what their goals are, you know, and what they want to, what they want to be coached on. And so I uh, would love to hear from some of your listeners and um, yeah, we, you know, Right. We have the power to, to design whatever we, whatever we want, you know, the, it's, it's in our hands and um, it's just been a pleasure talking with you this evening. And I appreciate you reaching out to me. It's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. It's been forever. But, um, oh my God. Yes. Over 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, because I I, re- I remember the last convention, last NFB convention, I saw you <laughs> up there playing, and that's I was neat. like, "That's really neat, dude." Well, listen, he's come a long way. Was <laughs> she was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Since our, yeah, since our track and field days, <laughs> you know, I still tell yeah. people today well, that. I love Tennessee know, the best. It was a it was a huge <laughs> had, um, fork in the road for me. So I'm I've got nothing good to say about that that school. Right. But uh, well, thanks for reaching out to me, and um, you take well, care. Well, thank of you so much, JB, for coming and, on uh, to the show. I really appreciate that. We will. Uh, we will all be through this this thing. It's going to be in the rearview mirror soon. I feel. Oh, like. I will. You too. <laughs> well, listen. Oh yes, I have a feeling we'll be yeah seeing yeah. each other. It, it, it'll uh, eventually. Uh, we'll all have a lot of stories to tell. I, I say by the no later than the end of the year. You too. You take care. Bye bye. Oh yes.